Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Kenichi Yeehaw Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And on this episode, we wanted to talk about sad anime. Yes. Anime that makes you cry, gets you a little worked up, a little emotional. Um, now, before we push forward on this, I wanted to just say that a lot of what makes sad anime sad um, is death, uh, people dying, people um, offing themselves, lots of depression. So if some that's pretty triggering, some pretty triggering things. So if that is not something that you want to hear about, I totally understand because it's one of the reasons why I don't really look for sad anime. Um, but you do like sad anime, yes, quite a bit. I love sad anime, and. I think the main reason why I like sad anime so much is because you get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it has the most like rain emotional range from like sad to happy, angry, all these different things. Mm -hmm. And sad anime part in particular, like just really t hits me. Just yeah. really hits me. You yeah, know? like of it's supposed to. Yeah, the feels. exactly. Yeah. And so like. I like watching it so much because it's such a like it's just so much mm -hmm. like like in like say for example like your average shonen like your average shonen might have like sad parts in it mm -hmm. but there would be nothing like it will never hit as hard just devastating as like yeah. a sad anime yeah and especially since um like the way that say shonen and then sad anime are different is that it's probably a lot more relatable yeah than you know shonen oh definitely fighting maybe action things like it can be more relatable to watch a sad anime and yeah. actually kind of empathize with the characters and what they're going through yeah so we have decided that there are like three sub genres of sad anime yeah there is first the truly sad anime yeah which, anime yeah sad what i classify as a sad anime is something that the that's the intention mm -hmm. so the intention is to be sad um and it also holds throughout the whole time so there are shows that can be like have sad parts in it but i wouldn't necessarily consider a sad anime right um, yeah then the um the other one that we decided was emotional yeah which um can i guess you could say kind of be confusing they're a little bit close but um usually emotional anime the the goal isn't to actually like make you sad yeah it's, like 100 percent, it's not really its purpose yeah it's kind of the difference between like a an anime that makes you sad versus an anime made for sad people <laughs> yes so like a good example of like an emotional anime would be like march comes in like a lion mm -hmm. so thing in that like it's not like there's a bunch of like sad things necessarily happening like i think there are like sad parts in it obviously yes but the main point of it is how people experience depression right and so like that is a very emotional anime it's you know you're not necessarily supposed to get sad from it mm -hmm. i don't think 
you know, obviously up for interpretation. Yeah. But, like, it is how to show sadness. Yes. Um, and then the third one was just disturbing. Yes. Which um, is more like it can maybe has it maybe has content that is you consider it gross yeah it can uh, make you sad it can make you sad um you can think of things maybe more like abusive or yeah. like more body horror yeah. related um but though but it it's basically imagery that is disturbing and it can make you sad not in the same way that like a horror Mm-hmm. Like horror disturbing, but like sad disturbing. Yeah. yeah. So those are kind of like the three genres of sad. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be mostly talking about like the sad sad yeah. though. Just before we go on, a good example of like a um, disturbing sad would be like uh, Made in Abyss. Mm-hmm. So it is a very, very sad like the things that happen to the characters are sad right. because it is so shockingly disturbing right. that it is hard to watch sometimes. Yes. Yes. Um, but that's not necessarily a sad anime. Like right. you don't yeah. get in your feels from it. You get disgusted. Yeah, you get like <laughs> you like grimace and you yeah. like Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So sad animes. Uh, we're going to first start with movies, because most sad animes are movies. At least the most popular ones. Most, the say, most yeah. popular ones. And um, I think it's because, like, people don't want to be sad for a whole season. <laughs> yeah. It's also hard to be sad for a whole season. Yes, like to write it. Yeah. To to keep it up, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, so most of the popular sad animes are movies. Yeah. Which also means that they um, look wonderful, have yeah. a great budget, um just like a side note they mm-hmm. look great so the first one we want to talk about is your name yes which we felt the need to put on our sad anime list because if you look up top 10 animes that will make you cry your name is always going to be on there yeah but it's not really a sad anime yeah i wouldn't consider it a sad anime considering it's a comedy for the most part it's for the most part a comedy the premise is that a um high school boy in tokyo and a high school girl in the country yeah um have like a body swap like a freaky friday kind of body swap where randomly they wake up and they're in each other's bodies and for most of the movie it's just comedy surrounding that so them like having to write notes to each other to remind each other who their friends are and to not say weird things to whoever family members family members yeah Yeah. so for the most part it is a comedy um the sad part comes in later when spoilers yeah we're gonna be talking about spoilers for in this for like all of this spoiler it is revealed that the girl is dead Mm-hmm. And she died years ago in a meteor strike. So there's like some weird time yeah. thing also happening. But, I mean, she gets saved. Yeah, like the, in the end, like, everything is she fine. saves the town and it's all good. Um, it's emotional. It's very emotional. Like, I shed a tear. But yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like sad yeah yeah so um we wanted to mention it just because it's on like every list 
Right. But for the most part, we would classify it as an emotional anime and not really a sad one. Um, next is I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Yes. I Want to Eat Your Pancreas is probably one of my favorite anime movies in general. Yes. Um, which I'm going to say this right out like very candid watch it subbed <laughs> watch it subbed yes um, so i watched it for the first time with you dubbed um for this episode actually uh, because once again i don't really look for sad anime so i haven't actually seen i didn't i had to do my research before this right we watched it dubbed and the first 15 to 20 minutes was it's so cringy, so cringy. it's so cringy <laughs> the writing is actually pretty bad um and the reason for that is that you don't really recognize that whenever you're reading it, um, opposed to like hearing it in your native language. Mm-hmm. Um, so like at the beginning, the girl like her die like everything that she says, literally everything is like, well, I'm gonna die anyway. So yes, and it was just something to to see so um premise first of all movie opens with this girl's funeral so we know she's going to die yeah right it is um known that she does not make it to the end of the movie um so it's about a high school boy riveting and who's really depressed doesn't care about people doesn't have any relations like general relations with anybody in his school like his relations are with his family and that's it um and then i'm sorry our dog really doesn't like podcast time so if you can hear him cry it's because it's about sad anime it's fitting um so and then there is a girl who is popular energetic happy and she has pancreatic uh, cancer and she hasn't told anybody um she is writing kind of like a little life book a a diary but she's writing about her day-to-day experiences um and this depressed guy finds the diary she kind of starts to tries to start a conversation about it but he doesn't care yeah and it's just kind of about her trying to become friends with him in a very assertive way yeah that is cringy yeah um it's i don't think it's necessarily bad no 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 no, like i think it's an interesting look at like i think the character is interesting the character combination is interesting oh for sure because like the whole reason that she's like drawn towards him Mm -hmm. is because he doesn't care yes and like so she says this in the movie she's like yeah everyone that i tell that like that i'm dying wants to like coddle me and like doesn't let me do anything i want to do while you let me just live my life yeah and so that's why i like being around you yeah with the people that she tells or has told in the past Mm -hmm. it's like being around her makes her makes other people sad because now they're thinking about death. Yeah. Right? And she doesn't want that. That's totally understandable. Um, but he, like, doesn't care. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. at all. Um, you know what? Actually, I want to I wanna, 
um, come back to something you said earlier, mm-hmm. or go back to something you said earlier, which is um, like re- revealing at the beginning that she dies. Yes, I wanted to mention that because, I mean, essentially, they do become friends. Yeah. Just, I'll just say that they become friends. Things happen, and they become friends. Um, she has a little episode in the hospital. Yeah. But she's fine, and she's ready to return to normal life. Like, they're going to go meet up at a cafe to catch up. And then he gets stood up. And he's like, that's weird, right? Goes home. His parents are watching the news. Turns out, this is a big spoiler, guys, that she was stabbed to death. That she was murdered. And, of course, it's like heartbreaking right and it's it's really just shocking like i it's a twist it's a twist Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you spend this whole movie thinking that oh when is she gonna die when is she gonna die and then she dies in the most unexpected way yeah so did you like that they said that she was going to die that you knew she was going to die at the very beginning i think i i first i thought i wouldn't but i think because she died in the way that you are not expecting her to it yeah. really works yeah um i will i like it whenever they show whenever they do that right whenever they like because then it's like they're not holding you hostage in the whole situation like throughout the whole movie of like are they gonna die yeah are, are they yeah. gonna make it it's like no we're already gonna tell you right now that they're gonna die but yeah. here's the story if i remember correctly i think that they did the same thing or something similar in um Oh man, what's it called? The one where he plays violin. I mean, you're lying, April. No, yes, you're lying, April. I'm pretty sure they do that in You're Lying, April. And like, it creates a suspense. Yes, because you want to know when. When is it? When is the sadness really going to come down? Yeah, right. Because like, one thing that I like about it is that it's one of those you know that they're not going to cliffhanger you. Like, you know, okay, this is going to have an end Mm -hmm. um, because they've already shown you the end. Right. So she does die. He is very sad, obviously. Um, there's a funeral, et cetera, et cetera. But then he, so he is um, given the journal that brought them together. It was like in her will to give him that. And she wrote notes to her friends in it and said, hey, like I didn't tell any of my friends about my my pancreatic cancer so i'm gonna leave it up to you she's like it's up to you and he does feel like at least her best friend needs to know the truth her best friend that doesn't like him so of course there's like conflict there Mm -hmm. but he tells the best friend best friend is obviously very mad but it shows a little flash forward year later everything is fine you know it's a pretty it's a content ending so yes um of the of the three movies that we're we're talking we're going to talk about um this one's probably my favorite for the sad genre yeah um maybe my favorite just in general of the three it's a good movie it's a very Um, good movie yeah it's there's a turning point in it so the first like 20 minutes of it is super cringy (laughs) um but they there's a scene where 
Your favorite scene. It's my favorite scene because I wrote it, but, like, it's fine. <laughs> Your favorite scene. Um, <laughs> that they're in a hotel room, one bed, you know, let's get tipsy. and Play truth um, or dare. Play whatever. truth or yeah. dare. And then things get serious. He finds that she's, like, barely holding on. Yes. Um, and uh, then from that scene forward, it's, like, fantastic. Yes, it's really good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that one. Uh, next movie is A Silent Voice, mm-hmm. which um, is also really good. Also yes. a really good movie. It's so sad. It is sad on another level. Yes, it's sad in a different way. It's sad in a very different way. In a, it's sad in a way that's, for me, hard to watch. So, spoiler, she doesn't die. She doesn't die. <laughs> but but there that that's a point in it. That's a point in so, it. So... Okay, the plot of this, this premise of this movie, it, well, I guess we should say with where it does start. It starts yeah. with a high school boy, shows him um, quitting his job, selling his stuff, paying back his mom for something, we don't know mm-hmm. yet. And, of course, I mean, if you people can recognize the signs, this, these are the signs of someone who is willing, who is... Um, getting ready to commit suicide. You know, they're leaving behind all their possessions. They're getting rid of all their earthly possessions, essentially. Trying to set things right, quote-unquote, before they leave. And So he is about to jump off a bridge, and then he gets distracted by kids Mm -hmm. uh, playing in the courtyard nearby, and he doesn't. That's when the movie starts. Then we have a rewind flashback elementary school okay same same boy same kid and he is a bully he's a little rascal Mm. and he also gets bullied so that's the thing yeah um he doesn't get bullied until right away he He doesn't get bullied right away but that's that's also important though and it is a the second important character is a girl and in elementary school, she transfers into their class, and she's deaf. Mm-hmm. So she has a notebook, and she, like, has her little introduction where she's like, um, you know, hi, I'm excited to be friends with you guys. I'm deaf. If you want to talk to me, I'll hand you this I'll hand you this notebook, and we can, like, have conversations in it. Um, and he bullies everybody. Yeah. Every, I shouldn't just say it's him. Everybody bullies her so much. Yeah. And it's very hard to watch. It's very hard to watch. They um, they pick on her. They mock her. They, um, they, like, write mean things in the journal. And where it kind of, like, climaxes is they start to steal her hearing aids. So they start, it becomes a game to like snatch her hearing aids out of her ears and destroy them. It's so hard to watch. It is. It's yeah, so hard it to really watch. Is. It's like, yeah, like, really difficult. It's really difficult. And she's like, I mean, she's confused. Like, yeah. she doesn't really know what to make of what everybody's doing around her, you know? Mm-hmm. So it climaxes to the. So one day, the boy, he snatches the hearing aids out of her, and it pops her eardrum. So she starts to bleed. 
um, in one of her ears. And of course, now she's like physically hurt. Like before we were just kind of like doing some emotional damage, mm-hmm. but now she's physically hurt. She's bleeding. And now the teacher is involved, the principal's involved, and they're like, okay, who's doing it? They're like, the mother has called and said that she's lost six hearing aids while she's been at school here. What is happening? And everybody blames the boy. So he becomes the scapegoat because he's the one that ultimately got got everybody in trouble. Yeah. And he, of course, is instantly like, wait a second, I wasn't the only one, though. But nobody is coming yeah. to help him. No one's going to tell the truth. And she's not going to tell the truth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's... There's before we go on. There's a character that I want to talk about because it starts when they were kids. There's a girl. One of the oh, characters gosh. is like, is like what? A mean girl. No, no, no. I'm actually talking about a different girl. Oh, the what? Which one? So I'm talking about the girl that she's like gaslight gatekeep girl. The boss. blonde one. The blonde one. She, that she like. She's gaslighted she, herself, man. Yes, she like. They're like, oh, well, you were picking on her. And then she, like, starts crying. She's like, I never picked on her ever. I never ever. said anything mean and to even her. Even though she did. She absolutely did. <laughs> and this also becomes a reoccurring thing whenever they're in high school, too, and they, like, reunite. She's like, I never did anything. And, she, like... Everybody did something. Everybody yeah. absolutely bullied this girl. Except for one person. Yeah. There was one good person, and she moved away, sadly. Yeah, because she got bullied. Because she also got bullied for being nice to the deaf girl. Yeah. So, the boy gets scapegoated. The deaf girl transfers out of the school mm-hmm. because, like, yeah. hello. Like, get her out of there. And then the boy starts starts to get bullied by everybody else for essentially getting them in trouble. Yeah. And that's kind of where that ends. I guess the only other part is that his mother did... Um, tried to reconcile with the girl's mother by paying for the hearing aids, which was a lot of money, mm. a lot of money. And it is revealed that this girl's mother takes no shit. That's just kind of all I have yeah. to say about it. She's very protective. She's like, I never want to see your son again. Like, she's, I mean, you know, I mean, it's what happened to her daughter was awful. So, yeah. like, can't blame her. So, then we fast back forward right now we're in high school again mm-hmm. and um essentially he he seeks he seeks out this deaf girl because he wants to he's trying to make his amends right and he's really awkward now because now he because he was bullied now yeah right? he was bullied and then um then in junior high um the one of his ex or former friends mm-hmm. like spread around the rumor that he bullied someone so hard that they had to move away so then his life just kind of like nobody wanted to talk to him back. yeah nobody wanted to talk with him and yeah. so then he got real bad like social anxiety mm-hmm. and has completely blocked off the world yeah so now he's like an awkward kid yeah like he used to be a little rascal but now he's just like really awkward and shy mm-hmm. and like doesn't like making eye contact and yeah so he tries to reconnect with her of course she's i mean at first really confused right i mean she's like oh hi i think she actually runs 
yeah she yeah. does yeah. yeah she runs which like i would do too hello but he tries he he does his like i'm sorry yeah he learns sign language yeah he he does start learning sign he's like i'm sorry i am hoping that he, he says i hope we can be friends which yeah. is of course really ironic because that's all that she wanted in elementary school and i mean look what happened um and then we go on this honestly this really complicated emotional journey through several relationships in the anime and i think that so through it i mean they try to reignite like the relations with the former classmates some work some don't some work some don't basically like since he was the only one that was like ever took the fault for or he's the only one that had like repercussions for bullying her the other kids like they didn't learn their lesson yeah they didn't learn their lesson so they still like want to bully her especially one girl one girl in particular who i think shouldn't be forgiven but like she has her little moment at the end but whatever um it's so insignificant though and it's barely even like uh like of like let's be friends yeah no so yeah the movie then shows them kind of reuniting hanging out trying to just like figure out where they are like with each other now Mm -hmm. you know because i mean very obviously this girl was bullied at a very young age for something that she can't control for her Mm -hmm. disability and she grew up thinking that her disability made her unlikable yeah made made her difficult to be around made her like and she ended up she mean she ended up she grew up hating herself yeah because she kind of saw herself as the problem yeah she saw herself as the problem she was like because everybody whenever like she she would try to understand like why can't we be friends i mean especially this mean girl this mean girl was like your notebook is stupid Mm -hmm. and you're and i don't want to talk to you like yeah like you know there was just no effort and so this girl grows up hating herself and does um at one point in the movie try to commit suicide um because of because of that all the pent up feelings of growing up deaf and just being like totally just treated like shit i mean really yeah um but she is saved by the boy he stops her and um it's re- it's a really complicated story yeah, i mean like yeah the thing is that while i think that i want to eat your pancreas is more enjoyable because the twist is like so shocking it's kind of exciting yeah this is so well written yeah and a story that is i mean it's it's hard yeah it really is there's it's hard really... to talk about it's hard to see yeah there's really like nothing else like it no there isn't like it is it is truly like such an amazing movie it's really good and I don't remember when it came out I you know keep talking I want to look something up (laughs) okay um essentially it ends with everybody kind of realizing that they were shit in elementary school um kind of not they want to be friends and the girl and the boy obviously both were in a very dark place at some point in this movie 
um, try to promise each other to to continue to learn how to live, just like in general, how to um, be alive and be happy in the moment, how to um, create healthier relationships with other people. Okay, this is what I thought. But your name and a silent voice came out in the same year. Oh, that's so unfortunate. I know. And I remember because I am like, at the time, I was like a, a Your Name auntie. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were. Like, I was like, no way. Because I watched A Silent Voice. And I was like, this movie's way better. And it is. It really is. It really is. is. It really yeah. is. But like, it just didn't get the same like recognition. Recognition. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is because Your Name was like marketed. Well, well so... Your Name was a, a theatrical release. Yeah. 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 It got US theatrical release. Yeah, exactly. Um, and A Silent Voice is a Netflix movie. Yeah. But it's. Really yeah, it's just so good. And yeah. I remember, I, I thought that they came out in the same year. I like, I remember being like, man, this movie's so good. Like, oh man. Yeah. So if you like really want to get sad, yeah. we recommend Silent Voice. Yeah. The Silent Voice, like I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, is definitely not just one of my favorite anime movies of all time. Definitely one of my favorite movies in general of all time. Yes. Really good stuff. All right. Moving on to shows. Yeah. So... I, once again, I don't watch a lot of sad shows, mm-hmm. but one that I have watched and that has stuck with me is Wonder Egg Priority. Mm-hmm. So, Wonder Egg Priority has, like, the saddest plot. Yes, it <laughs> does. All, it has the saddest plot, and I'll go ahead and say right now, it has kind of the most triggering plot. Um, the story is of a girl who is, who was bullied in school, right, mm-hmm. right? And she had one friend. She had one friend. And together, they were getting through it. You know? Like, yeah. like they were both kind of awkward, but they were getting through it together. Then, um, her friend gets abused by a teacher. And this friend completes suicide. Which leaves the girl, our main character, obviously devastated homeschool like shut in literally won't even step outside Mm -hmm. like that she doesn't know where to go anymore she doesn't know what to do through some magical events this is a this is a um kind of fantasy show by the way this is kind of a fantasy magical show um she finds an egg what's up with that she finds an egg she cracks it she opens it and inside is a girl (laughs) A girl that she doesn't know, never seen before. And through this egg, she is transported to this girl's demise, kind of. Um, Essentially, the girl who is in the egg is someone who has also completed suicide. And our main character is told to protect her from her... I guess you could say like quote unquote demons. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why the the man the monstrous manifestation. Remember, this is like kind of fantasy-ish now, right? Yeah. So the manifestation of the reason why this random young girl has killed herself. And to protect her from it, and to kind of save her from it. And if she does that successfully, then she kind of like gets points. There's like yeah. a point, there's like a point system. So basically it is revealed after this, like epic weird battle that if she keeps doing this if she keeps helping these random girls because they're all girls 
if she keeps helping these random girls kind of face their demons, face their monsters, protect them from their monsters, then eventually she can bring the friend that killed themselves back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the prep. That's like what the show is. Yeah. And it's really good. It's really good. There are other girls yeah. who also have friends that have killed themselves. And, and they, they all are bond also, over it. Yeah, and they all bond over it. And they're all also working to bring these people back to life Yeah, by um, fighting the demons of the ones that um, have already, who, who have passed. also passed. Yeah. And like I said, it gets, obviously it gets really triggering because every single time that they get an egg open and they meet a new girl, she's revealing her trauma of yeah. why you know not to mention the main characters also have their own separate trauma the main characters have their own separate traumas i know one of them one of the characters like she was the reason the friend yeah. died like like these all have very like very sad very complicated relationships with the people who are dead and yeah. we mentioned this show in the last episode yeah because it is like really hard it's what's like we can recommend it's really hard to recommend but it's really interesting it's really good it's really interesting because it's not only i mean obviously it's sad because of the premise the premise itself is very sad but you get some action in there too right so you kind of have to get to break it up a little bit um and i don't know if they're going to continue it there's only one season right now and we got a movie that didn't really reveal anything yeah but basically the ending gets really weird Mm -hmm. and kind of confusing as far as like whenever they do actually get to to bring their friends back to life i think there's some like they don't know who they are anymore like yeah like they don't recognize their friend anymore and things like that but very good anime um our next one was madoka yeah so um wonder egg priority definitely influenced by madoka (laughs) um madoka is like so Madoka Magica is like the show that or yeah, it's like a pioneer show in the magical girl gets dark. <laughs> um it's it also is one of the shows that like I don't know if we've ever said this on the podcast before, but like the rule of 3 so like the first three episodes, um, if oh, you want, like <laughs> judge a show based off of the first three episodes, you might have mentioned it before. In yeah, the past. but like that is like the show <laughs> that like cemented that. Um, so it is a very sad show. Um, however, it does have like its happy ending ish. <laughs> um, it is a happy ending in the end, like. But throughout the whole show, it's like, oh, these girls are, like, depressed. They have all their own trauma. Mm -hmm. And um, just, like, in the same vein of they are, like, they got a wish. Right. And so the plot is that, so magical girls exist. Um, You make a wish, or girls get to make a wish, and after they make that wish then they get magical girl powers and they have to fight witches and these witches uh, bring demise to the world around them Mm -hmm. so things like that happen and 
it has a it has a good ending. It also has a movie that takes place after the show that makes it a bad ending. <laughs> so it like <laughs> it like uh, Evangelions it of right. like of like oh it was a happy ending and then we made it a ma- a bad, bad ending. ending. No. <laughs> All right. And then we got uh, Your Lie in April. Yeah, I brought this up earlier. A little bit, yeah. Um, it's another show where there's a guy that is depressed and doesn't appreciate life, and then there's a girl that's dying that really appreciates life, and then he show or she shows him how to appreciate life and have a good life again. And then, she then there's also yeah, and then there's also music somewhere in there. Yeah, there's also yeah. music. The whole <laughs> the whole premise is that he fell out of love with. Um, playing piano mm-hmm. um, it has to do with like trauma with his mom if I remember correctly mm-hmm. and then she is like this violin uh, prodigy and they play together and he just learns to enjoy music again music yeah. and life and things like that right yeah and then the last one that I have written down is Kotaro lives alone mm-hmm. because okay so this is on Netflix and if you guys are people who peruse animes on Netflix, maybe you've seen it and you're like, oh, that looks cute. Because it's, it looks cute. Mm-hmm. It looks cute. You wouldn't think it's sad. Because the, so Kotaro lives alone. Kotaro is a little boy. Mm-hmm. And he does live alone. He lives in his own little apartment unit. And it's about him and his neighbors and them just like being neighbors yeah because he's like a kid he's like a toddler um and you might think oh haha like toddler acts like adult that's funny Mm -hmm. but then you you get the trauma yeah (laughs) then you get with the trauma and the trauma is that both his parents are dead and he doesn't know it and um his mom had really bad postpartum depression and also the characters in the Hotel, uh, hotel in the apartment building are also sad for their own reasons, and yeah. they're all just trying to take care of each other. And it's sweet, but definitely has its moment where you're like, "Oh, this is sad." Yeah. Oh, this is really sad, actually. Yeah. yeah. It gets you. Mm-hmm. It gets you. you it really think, does. You think it's gonna be cute, and then yeah. they hit you with all that sad shit. Um. Yeah, I think that's all that we had to talk about, though. Yeah. For um for sad oh no um there is one more thing to talk about and that's the honorable mention oh, yeah. of grave of the fireflies right so grave of the fireflies <laughs> is the sad anime it's the sad like anime. it is probably like the number one sad anime ever made um it is so sad that we refuse to watch it yeah because we don't need that it is like I know how sad it gets and I don't want to experience that because uh, that's like actual sad that's not like fun like hee hee we're we have a cute relationship together we're building a relationship it's like real based off real events sad yes so this was um a, this is a Miyazaki film yeah and it is I mean it's it's not it's not his personal story. I'm not trying to yeah. insinuate that it is, but I have I have mentioned on the podcast before that he is a survivor of World War II. Mm-hmm. And that I mean the River of the Fireflies is about World War II. Yeah, it's about orphans. I won't say surviving. 
It's orphans <laughs> getting survive. through. They don't survive. Yeah. It's but... orphans living <laughs> during World War Two and like the firebombing and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty intense stuff. Yeah. So we're not gonna watch it anytime soon. Yeah. Um, if ever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe eventually. But maybe I feel like it's a movie that I mm-hmm. need to watch. <laughs> right. Like I feel like I am obligated to mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah, and then I guess like kind of the last thing that I wanted to say is that I definitely notice in a lot of these sad animes that it tends to be boy with depression and then girl who is sick but happy. Yeah. And that dynamic is sometimes kind of questionable to me Mm -hmm. because like, I don't know, it kind of like paints women or girls or whatever you want to say as like, fixers Mm -hmm. like as if no matter what's happening in their life like they're supposed to still be happy or at least like content to some way and then also still have the energy to like teach somebody else to do that yeah i get what you mean yeah um i think that the main reason they do it for that is just because of like the dynamic difference of like male female sad happy like living dying but like i get what you mean yeah i don't know yeah to me i'm like when is the when where is my sad girl yeah which i will say this um i can think of one show where it's the opposite of that Uh and that's the monogatari series okay like that entire show is about sad um sad girls who have some sort something wrong with them um usually well supernatural typically um and then one boy that also has something wrong with him but he say he helps save them all he helps save them all Mm um but uh i can't really think of many others many others yeah the only other one that i mean does it it kind of works with wonder egg but yeah. it's because they're all girls. Right. So it's this idea, this kind of, I guess you can think of it as empowering, like, girls help girls. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, if you're strong enough to help somebody you don't know, then you can help yourself and the ones that you do know kind of yeah. thing. But, um, yeah, I just think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this sad, sad episode yes. of the Kanichi Hub podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeehaw. Yeehaw.